I um, changed careers now about a little over 18 years ago. I was a creative director in web development, which brought me here to the Bay Area in the height of the dot-com boom. And um, I essentially um, got bullied out of my position. And it was uh, pretty devastating to me. Uh, my confidence was crushed and my self-esteem was dismantled for a while. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. Now, in today's conversation, we're going to be talking a little bit about confidence, which is really important to me because so many people lose their confidence. And I have a specific way that I help my clients and people that I just talk to in general on building their own confidence. Heck, I have a way to improve my own confidence when I'm feeling down from time to time. And yes, it does happen. But also, we're really going to get deep into the mindset and shifting of your mindset, kind of getting a mindset tune-up, which is extremely important. You know, I get away from my mindset tune-ups every once in a while. When I'm doing, I like to sit down and I do what I call my priming, something I learned from Tony Robbins years ago and other things that I do throughout the day to get myself psyched up, so to speak, for the particular event that I'm going to do. Because let's face it, there's a few things that I do throughout my day, professionally and even sometimes personally, that are not super exciting to get done. But I have to get in the right mindset and just get it done. You know, I just had a conversation with one of my clients this week, as a matter of fact, and we were talking about strategy, but I just noticed that the mindset wasn't there. So we had to shift. And this happens so many times with the conversations that I have. It almost always shifts to some sort of mindset. And it was around the fact that what I do is I have intentions. When I start to do something, I just have an intention that it's going to work out the way that I want it to work out. Does it always work out? No, it does not. But I have an intention that it is going to work out the way I see it working out. And generally, it does work out in my favor. Maybe not right away, but ultimately it does. And I see this with many people that they have the mindset that, well, since I tried this before or the history has shown in, in my life, and I'm speaking for the client as the client at this point or as you or somebody else or even in myself, there's certain things in my life that I was like, well, in the past, this particular thing didn't work out for me or this strategy didn't work out for me or this conversation didn't work out for me. And you have to change that mindset because your past has nothing to do with your now and your future. Okay, maybe it does. But when we're talking about mindset, because and I say that because your past puts you to where you're at right now. What you did and decisions you made and actions you took five years ago or even a year ago put you where you are today, good or bad. Take it for what it's worth. What you do today, the decisions and the mindset and the actions you take today are going to determine where you are in 12 months to five years from now. 
It's just the way it is. So why not have the right mindset? Our featured guest today has a very unique way of helping you get that mental tune-up and shift your mindset. Now, before we get into this conversation, I want to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions by paying it forward and sharing men of abundance with everyone you come in contact with on your social media. Take a screenshot of your phone or wherever it is that you're listening to this. Take a screenshot of the episode, post it, hashtag abundance, hashtag men of abundance. I greatly appreciate that. And by the way, tag me in it so that I know that you're out there. I'm on every single platform out there pretty much. I think, unless there's some brand new ones that just came out. I'm on Snapchat. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, of course, Facebook. And almost all of them are Wally Carmichael or Wally dash uh, underscore Carmichael or Wally Carmichael. You find all that stuff on the website at menofabundance.com. Just click on the top. All the p- platforms, pretty much all the platforms are up there. But tag me in those platforms so that I can reach back out to you and share that and, and lift you up even further as well. And listen, if you're digging this conversation and other conversations on Men of Abundance, if you're actually getting something out of it, then take just a couple minutes, go over to iTunes, and leave a rating and review. It's extremely important for the algorithms for the show. It's extremely important for when people search abundance or mindset or uh, personal development, anything like that, they will find Men of Abundance. Or at the very least, rate it on the podcast player that you're currently listening to this on or even if you're listening on YouTube, whatever, subscribe, like, rate, review, whatever, whatever you have to do on that platform to lift up these conversations so others can get on in on the conversation. And I assure you, they will thank you. Now, one last thing, speaking of getting in on the conversation, you can get in on these conversations by going to Facebook and liking the Men of Abundance fan page and requesting access to the Men of Abundance group. Feel free to do that. You can go directly and search that into Facebook or in the descriptions or the show notes of this episode. You can just click on the links in the description of the show notes and it'll take you right there. So you can go ahead and like that page and request access to the Facebook group. Now, our featured guest today is an executive confidence coach and rapid rewire expert. She is the founder and CEO of Nectar Consulting, Inc., She uses brilliant techniques to shift mental blocks and enhance the capacity of leaders, helping them build high-performing teams and exponentially increasing bottom line results. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Michelle Molitor. Michelle, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Wallace. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's a pleasure. It's absolutely a pleasure. So where are you at in the world? I am in the San Francisco Bay Area here in sunny California, although it's a bit cold today. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, boy, I've been to San Francisco area, and I think I was like maybe seven, the best I can remember. And I remember just being the the um, they what do they call them, Gary or something like that? They they call the fog out there. They have a name for it, right? Um, I, they call it the fog. Somebody I don't told know me this. No, somebody, you, 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 yeah, they do. You're gonna have to look that up. 
there's some there's some I homework will. for you. I think it's some trivia facts. Yeah, order. and because I was talking to somebody else, and they said, "Yeah, it's called." They they have a name for it anyway. It cleared, and I saw the Golden Gate Bridge for a short while, and then it just came right back in. I don't remember what time of year it was, but it was a neat place when I was that age. Went you know the wax museum and Alcatraz and all kinds of cool stuff, you know. Oh yeah, it's uh, it really is a very special place, and the fog is a mystical thing. It, you can watch it just come in through the Golden Gate, and it just it goes in a straight line. It just pours across a per, a certain part of the East Bay, and you know, literally, you can drive. 20 minutes in any direction and get a different microclimate. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, at the time of our conversation, we're talking two days post Super Bowl. So um, is everybody still kind of in mourning there on a Tuesday? I I would imagine. Um, I'm <laughs> I, The Super Bowl was the only football game I watched all year. So you can tell, you know, how big of a fan I am. But, you know, yay, they yay. win. And you know what? Darn, we lost. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm know. the same way. I don't watch sports all year long, but I do like the culmination of each sport. I like the Super Bowl. I like the World Series, although there's several series. There's a series, so you got to watch like all of them, but I don't. Um, yeah. My wife and I do really enjoy the Olympics, though, because we love the world competition. That we do. Yeah, that's really a beautiful thing to witness for sure. Yeah. All those athletes and doing their bringing their very best for their countries is uh, beautiful. Absolutely, it's real, same. That's exactly why we like to watch it specifically for that reason. Uh, you know, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? Oh gosh, today I am grateful that the sun is shining and the roof over my head and the warm bed I get to sleep in last night and all the wonderful people I get to work with and serve in the world. Isn't it beautiful? And I like that you say that you get to, and it all sounds like it's a personal choice of yours. Absolutely, absolutely. I um, changed careers now about a little over 18 years ago. I was a creative director in web development, which brought me here to the Bay Area in the height of the dot-com boom. And um, I essentially um, got bullied out of my position. And it was uh, pretty devastating to me. Uh, My confidence was crushed and my self-esteem was dismantled for a while. And that's what brought me to coaching, the work that I do in the world. And um, it was probably one of the most painful experiences I've ever been through. And it was a complete blessing in disguise because it, it opened my eyes to the world of coaching and in the process of being coached to figure out what to do next in my career, I discovered that, Oh, this, this was the work that I was meant to do in the world. All the cells in my body literally kind of came into alignment wallets. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is it. So I went on to, uh, get trained and certified as a coach in a variety of different ways, shapes, and forms, and have been doing it ever since. Started my company, Nectar Consulting, in 2001, and um, truly get to do what I love and love what I do every day. So I'm very blessed to, to be able to say that. That is absolutely awesome. We're going to get into that kick in the gut moment here in just a minute. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with you, because I love the, the, those stories of getting kicked down and then what changed in your mindset and what changed in your life that made you move forward like you did. So I'm excited about that conversation. But before we even get into that, here at Men of Abundance, we, 
we talked a little bit about your, you know, professional stuff, what you're doing. That's what you're doing. But we like to get to know who you are, the person behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? I am, I have been described as a bullient, tenacious, um, hardworking, and um, a bit goofy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Goofy. That's awesome. That's uh, explain Goofy. What is it? What does that look like for you? Um, I laugh at myself a lot. I have uh, a a gaggle of cats here and a Gotham cockatoo um, that are my assistants in my uh, my business, and um, I get to laugh at them constantly and reminds me to laugh at myself. And um, you know, life is short. Don't you can't take things too seriously, and so. Got to find time for a giggle here and there. And uh, since I work at home by myself, you know, I get to giggle in me. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love that. And it kind of reminds me of me because my wife has been working lately. I think she just got tired of being home with me for the last year um, all day, every day. Plus, she just wanted to get out and do her own thing, which I totally respect. Uh, so I end up right. here at home by myself a lot until my little guy gets home. So. Um, yeah, let's just not talk about the things that I do here at home when I'm not on the phone and, and actively engaged. I'm kind of goofy. Got the music loud and dancing around like nobody's watching because they're not. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no harm, no foul, right? Absolutely not. And then, you know, I do the same thing when everybody else is home too, so it don't matter. So, you know, you talked briefly about, you know, you got into it a little bit, the kick in the gut moment, how you got bullied out of your previous uh, career. Uh, Share that with us, you know, take us, share that kick in the gut moment with us and really make us feel that. Sure. Um, well, I had uh, moved um, in very short order from Atlanta to San Francisco at the height of the dot-com boom back in 2000. And it was a very exciting time. Uh, the company I came to work for, we were supposed to IPO the week I started and I thought I had my golden ticket. It was going to be great. I thought for sure I was going to be a millionaire, Wallace. And um, unfortunately, that was the week the market crashed instead. <laughs> and so we did not IPO. I was like, oh, darn Margie. But we kept working. And I was, um, you know, leading a, a very talented team of graphic designers and HTML programmers and information architects. Um, it was a global web development company that I was working for. And, you know, we were working 80-hour weeks and, you know, high com style in a three-story old brick building in South of Market walk-up. Um, and um, I, I hired um, two, two guys from my team, and uh, they made it pretty clear to me in short order that they didn't like working for a woman, they didn't like working for me. Um, one of them literally got up in my face one day and said, I can't work for someone who's not smarter than me. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, and I didn't, I didn't have the chutzpah then that I do now. Um, I was pretty much a deer in the headlights from some of his comments. And they very systematically um, worked to take me out at the knees. And they did. And it led to me... Um, getting laid off and I just I'll never forget it you know the day I walked into the office and the managing partner was like hey I need to talk to you I was like okay what's up 
he's like, and he had a big smile on his face because he always had a smile on his face and looked at me. He said, this isn't working. I'm like, what's, what's not working? And I literally like all the blood drains from my body. I'm pretty sure. Cause I was like, what? I was really uh, quite blindsided by the whole thing. Um, and so it was, it was very devastating. And the interesting thing though, Wallace is the day that I ultimately did get laid off, which ended up being about three weeks later. That's all another story. But um, I, I went home that day and I called my mom to tell her about my bad day. My mother's very stoic. Um, I've, I've never seen my mother cry and she's uh, 81 <laughs> mm. and my mom was very upset. I was like, what's, what's going on? And um, I found out on that phone call that a very dear friend of the family was dying of AIDS and he had um, kept it secret from even his closest friends and his family. And it really snapped me out of the funk I was in. I was like, wow, so what? I lost my job today. My friend is losing his life. And mm. um, he was too afraid to be, you know, who he authentically was, which was, a, you know, a gay man in a small town. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> you know, I happened to be leaving the next day to go on vacation with my family. And I thought to myself, all right, I get back on Friday Friday will be the first day of the rest of my life, and I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do and get on with doing it. Put my big girl panties on and go figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. And that Friday morning, my father called me um, to let me know that uh, my friend Al had passed away. Mm. And it really, again, shook me because Al didn't have to die. He didn't, um, he didn't have to refuse to take the cocktail of, of drugs that would have at least prolonged his life. But he, he didn't know how to reconcile being who he was and the facade that he had been carrying in the world. And that really broke my heart. And I decided that day in that moment that um, I could not live my life from a place of fear and in honor of Al. I needed to. It always, it always makes me sad. Um mm -hmm that I had to really figure out what to do and get on with doing it uh, at the very least to honor him, right? So that his, his life wouldn't be in vain. So, um, uh, my, my uncle said, Hey, why don't you get a coach to help you figure out what to do next? I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, <laughs> there's this thing called career coaches now. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, sure. Sign me up. This is back in 2000. So, um, the industry was still quite new. Mm -hmm. And so I, I found a coach and I, worked with them and in the process of um, being coached I really found that alignment um, for myself and was just completely drawn to coaching so I went on to get trained and certified back and forth and down and around again I've gosh I've probably got three four thousand hours worth of training under my belt these days but um, it's um, it was the best thing I ever did for myself and you know, it, it's funny because I look back at that and the thought of handing my resume to someone, Wallace, to go quote, get a job um, was far more terrifying than it was to go and start my own company. I was like, I'll, I'll just do this. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My parents, today is actually their 61st anniversary, wedding anniversary, and they've been business partners through most of that too. So I had all that good um, modeling 
so I was like, sure, I can do this. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so um, I that's what I did. And I've uh, had my business Nectar Consulting now for 18 years and um, going strong. So it's wow. been super fun and challenging <laughs> and a bit of a roller coaster, all rolled into one. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much to un- unfold there. I want to go back to um, what you're talking about, about Al. First off, you know, it's unfortunate that Al lived his last, you know, couple of weeks, maybe last year, much of his life, quite frankly, not being who he really was um, out of fear yeah. and literally lived in fear his whole life. Now, yep. um, I, and then you put it into perspective, your situation compared to his situation. And that's something to consider to all the listeners out there, all the abundant leaders out there is um, I use it all the time. Like you started out this conversation saying you woke up in a dry bed. I've slept many a night in the jungles in Panama in literally either from a hammock, if I was fortunate or on the ground with the critters and I put things into perspective. And then I go to Bolivia and I see a young child who's, you know, got an abscess on her face and some kind of concoction on there. And she's obviously homeless. And I give her a piece of the peanut brittle that I just purchased from the store across the street. And she's just as happy as it could possibly be. And then, yeah. you know, you put all, so my point is, is putting, putting your life into perspective um, and then moving on, you know, and yeah. you just, like you said, you put on your big girl pants and just moved on. And, and listen, that's not easy to do. It's easy to say, it's not easy to do. And Michelle just said that. There were ups and downs. There was hard things to do. But here's the cool thing about it that I think is just the most amazing thing. Somebody suggested to you to get a coach. And I would like to explore that experience a little bit only because most adults, only uh, the only time we ever have a coach is in high school sports and maybe if you play sports in, in college, which few do. After that, Few people continue education and even fewer consider getting somebody in their life that can help them through experiences in their life that are brand new to them. So could you share that experience with us a little bit? Uh, Yeah. So um, I, at at that moment in my life in 2000, I had never heard of this new industry called coaching, right? Which essentially is different from therapy because it helps you look at where you are and where you want to go it, from a positive psychology space to look at what are the blocks that are getting in your way and to consciously choose how to move forward despite them, right? And I've worked with thousands of people from all over the world, Wallace, um, of all different you know, walks of life from CEOs and executives to just ordinary everyday people. Um, who are just trying to figure it out and, and how to get by. Um, and so the thing is, is we all have life experiences that create underlying core beliefs about who we are and what's available to us and how we need to move through the world, right? There's a, a part of our brain called the amygdala, and it's part of your, your limbic brain, and your amygdala is in charge of your fight or flight mechanism. Um, it's basically the part of you that wants to keep you safe, right? Safe and alive and on the planet. I like to call her Amy. Amy's your amygdala. And she's the little 
a part of you that is the one that's always chittering in your ear. Don't do that. It's not safe. What were you thinking? No, not that, right? And it's the part of you that wants to stay safe inside your comfort zone and play small because outside of your comfort zone is scary and unknown. And we all have unknowns in our life no matter the size or magnitude of those unknowns. But what I know from my work as a coach and a rapid transformational therapist, which I'll tell you about in just a minute, um, is that when we stretch beyond the edge of our comfort zone, that is where the learning happens. That's where the joy and the expansion and the excitement happens. And so my job is to help people expand beyond the edge of their comfort zone in a way that they still feel safe, but it's that butterfly of excitement feeling in their stomach versus that, oh, that panic that wants to shut them down. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, If any of you out there, by the way, want to get in on this conversation, make sure you go to our Facebook page at Men of Abundance. Just search menofabundance.com. You'll find the group. There's a page too, but find the group if you want to comment on this conversation because I would really love to hear your comments about uh, what we're talking about here. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. And so, um, you know, after coaching for so many years, um, I still had a couple of my own blocks that were in my way, right? I've worked with coaches and with therapists and all sorts of folks along the way because we all have tough spots in our lives. And there was one or two blind spots that I knew that I had, but I didn't know how to remove. Um, and so uh, several years ago now, I discovered the work of Marissa Peer, who's a world-renowned therapist. And I did some work with her And literally in a matter of weeks, Wallace, I was able to identify and remove those blocks, things that I literally had been trying to unearth and get out of my way for over 20 years. And in a matter of weeks, they were gone. And I was shocked and stunned and amazed and delighted all in the same breath. And so when Marissa started uh, training people in her modality, rapid transformational therapy, I raised my hand very fervently, right? I went on to get uh, certified in this modality. And it's a, it's a really interesting thing. It's a combination that brings together um, what we know as cognitive behavioral therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, and hypnosis all rolled up into one. And I've brought that into my work as a coach, combining it with my coaching and what I call my rapid rewiring breakthrough program. And so inside of 30 days now, I work with my clients and help them uncover those limiting beliefs that Amy is whispering in their ear based on their own life experiences. And then we rewrite, transform those beliefs, eliminating the emotional charge, which is what holds us back and keeps us stuck in our comfort zone. And then instill new empowering beliefs, literally rewiring your neural pathways in your brain over a 30-day period to create greater joy, greater forward movement, helping people to achieve goals that they've never been able to achieve before and let go of mental, emotional, even physical ailments that have been holding them back because of the beliefs they've been holding about themselves. So it's really powerful um, and I am super blessed and awed at the work that I get to do because the transformations it creates in people's lives. 
Yeah, it is. It's extremely powerful. I'm very familiar with that type of work um, and excited about what you're doing with it in your own way, uh, specifically. What are some good news stories? What is at least one good news story that's come out of the work that you've done that you can share with us? No names or anything of that nature. Oh, sure. Um, Let's see. I had one client that I worked with who is a uh, super achiever, right? He built a multi-million dollar company by the time he was 27. Um, but his, his need for hyper performance and perfection about killing them, he, he, he blew out his adrenals and um, literally ran out of energy, literally. And um, his company crumbled and he was bedridden. And so he was in the care of um, a variety of medical professionals for two and a half years when I met him. And he was making a very slow recovery. He had a very strict diet. Um, he monitored his blood work and, you know, everything he could um, to make sure that he could be at his very best. But still, he was only at, you know, maybe 40% of 100% capacity. And through our work together, we ended up doing 90 days worth of work together. Um, we were able to get at the root cause of that need for perfection and high performance. And it was based in, you know, the abuse that he had received mentally and physically as a child from his father, unfortunately. And and going in and at a subconscious level, we were able to rewrite those um, stories he was telling himself, right? We can't change a person's past, but we can change the emotional reactions to them and eliminate them, rewrite them. And he, we, it was interesting because he happened to have blood work done right before we had our very first session. And then he had it done 90 days later. And his medical doctor was like, wow, you're at like 85, 90% now. So not only was he able to shift his mindsets, but he was able to shift his health and his well being as well. And it was just, it was amazing and beautiful to, to witness, to see how much um, his health has improved, which has greatly impacted how he shows up in his new business, and he's on track to build another million-dollar, multi-million-dollar business today. So it's uh, really great to watch. Yeah, that's you know the mind is an amazing thing, and I'm just uh, I'm totally 100% and have been bought in for many years on what our mindset, what our language, the story we tell ourselves, our physiology, all this kind of stuff plays a role in in our health. And I was, I was in the medical field for many years and I see where doctors restrictions are. And some doctors want to reach out, you know, expand out and to do, um, more holistic type of treatments, but they just can't under their license, under their practice. And it's frustrating to see because uh, I'm not going to get into the whole, you know, idea and controversy that I feel is behind the pharmaceutical industry and directing that. But oh, that's a whole, whole other story. <laughs> it is indeed. I'm I'm not completely anti-pharmaceutical, but they do have control of a lot of things, and there's a time and a place for it. My wife and I just choose not to, if at all possible. We just use other remedies, and and uh, I use a lot of uh, personal, you know, prayer, meditation, and other. strategies and techniques that I do throughout my day just so I don't get sick. I mean, even if it is, I feel Mm -hmm. it coming. It's like, nope, not taking me. Not going to happen. Yep. You know? Exactly. So it's extremely powerful, very powerful. So we are at the point now where we are going to pay it forward. Are you ready to do that? Sure. 
Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I would say um, the first thing is to notice what is the conversation that you're having with yourself um, and noticing throughout the day. Would you say that that conversation with yourself is it above the line? Is it in the land of positive thinking? Um, you know, supportive, compassionate, kind conversation with yourself? Or is it below the line? Is it more negative? Is it um, even, you know, sad, depressed, or even unhealthy, unhappy, um, hateful towards yourself? And you get to pause and notice that each day and ask yourself, Am I above the line or below the line in this moment? And where do I want to be? And so, as you said, we're all at choice, Wallace. And so, in any moment, we can choose a different perspective. So, if you're caught in a perspective, um, for example, one that I find to be very popular among clients is, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not something enough. And that's holding me back. If you literally just flip that belief on its head and start telling yourself, I am enough. 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 Whether you believe it or not, rinse, repeat, write it on your hand, put it on sticky notes, put it all over your house, put it on your mirror, but tell yourself that you are enough. Sing a little song of it when you're driving to and from work, you know, create your own little ditty. Right. And just rinse, repeat. I am enough in your mind, out loud, um, and I promise that over time, sooner than you know, that that language will sink in at a subconscious level, and one day you'll wake up and be like, yeah, I, I am enough. Why did I ever think that I wasn't? Mm -hmm. And shifting that belief can shift your energy, right? And then how your energy flows um, shifts the other things that you start attracting into your life. Like I'm, I, I geek out on neuroscience and physics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you boil us down, we're all energy. And so we vibrate energetically at different frequencies. And that above the line frequency is a higher vibration. And that below the line frequency is a lower vibration, right? So when you choose to tell yourself, I am enough, you're raising your frequency, literally, and then the law of physics of attraction, the law of attraction kicks in, and like attracts like. So, no matter what frequency you're vibrating at, you're going to see that mirrored outside of you. So, if you're always looking for something wrong to happen, you will always find something wrong to happen. But if you're looking for the good, the gratitude, the blessings, you will see more and more of the blessings and the good and the gratitude. Yeah. So it's all about noticing your perspective and then starting to shift it to the place that you would like it to be instead and then practice that. It's a habit, just like going to the gym and building up your muscles. You have to build up your, your mental muscles as well because, um, you know, neuroplasticity tells us that our minds are always learning and you can literally rewire your brain with new thoughts and new beliefs and that will change how you, how you show up in the world. Yeah. No, 100%. And here's the thing, guys. Uh, you're always talking to yourself anyway. 
You're either telling yourself why you can't do something or why you are why you're overweight or why you're broke or why you're in debt and all this other kind of stuff. Um, change that up. Don't lie to yourself, but change it up on how you're talking to yourself. And for instance, debt. Instead of saying, you know, I'm I'm tired of being in debt or I'm going to get in, out of debt. Say, you know, completely change the whole process. I'm doing everything that I can to have ten thousand dollars in the bank. You know, which inherently would make you hopefully out of debt and you know so i just talked to a guy the other day yesterday in fact who's got a lot more heck 10 times more than that but that's a whole other conversation you get the point the other thing is you can't just sit there and correct me if i'm wrong on this michelle uh in my personal experience you can't just sit there and say those affirmations to yourself in a humdrum way you have to have some energy as you said we have to have that energy there and you have to have the posture right and your physiology has a lot to do with that as well Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, where our attention goes, our energy flows, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about sitting and meditating and oming and like, I am enough, I am enough, and we expect the whole world to change around you. No, you're absolutely right. You have to be in action about it, too. So if you were in action from the place of I am enough, right, what would that give you? How would that feel differently And how would you operate differently from that feeling place? So it all comes back to how you're feeling, right? So you can think, well, if I'm, if I'm operating from the place of I'm not enough, well, how does that make you feel? Well, I feel kind of crappy. It makes me feel a little depressed. All right. And then how do you behave from that place? Well, then I get sullen and and I don't want to leave the house and I get completely unmotivated. And well, how does that make you feel? Well, that makes me feel even worse and even less motivated, and then I want to shrink into a hole, right? You Mm -hmm. can see how that can take you down the rabbit hole very quickly. So then if you flip it on its head, okay, well, if you take that statement, I'm not enough, and you turn it around to the opposite and say, well, I am enough, okay, if you're standing in that place, I am enough, how does that feel? Well, I imagine that would feel pretty good. Yeah, I I feel like I want to stand up a little taller and I believe in myself a little bit more. Okay, great. And so from that feeling state, what actions and behaviors does that drive? Well, I might be willing to pick up the phone or go talk to somebody or go to that networking meeting um, to, to, you know, expand my career or grow my business. And then how does that action make you feel? Well, that makes me feel even you know, more proud of myself, and it, it bolsters my confidence to want me to get out and do it even more. So now you're spiraling upward in a good way, right, versus downward in a bad way. So how you think about yourself has everything to do with how you show up, how you get out into the world and, and do the work that you're here to do. So notice that internal conversation that you're having, and then choose the conversation that you want to have you know um i have a a guided meditation um on my website nectar consulting um in the brain candy section and it's called meditation for abundance and it's about a 25 minute meditation it's free you can download it and listen to it and it's a great way to start your day because it really has you reset your mind your perspective and and think about what you're grateful for and where you want to be, you know, three years from now. And then what are the steps that you need to take today to help get you to that vision of your future, right? So it's just a, a, a relaxing thing that you can do to really set um, the tone for the day and kind of pre-pave uh, the direction that you want to take 
for yourself and your, for your life each day. Yeah, wonderful. What are you reading or listening to that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? Oh, gosh, I literally have hundreds and hundreds of books around. Um, I'm kind of a, a book nerd, too. <laughs> so um, the, the the book that I just finished reading is called The Brain That Changes Itself. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's about neuroplasticity. <laughs> um, and it's full of amazing stories of transformation of folks who literally have been able to rewire their brains. Folks who've had major strokes, for example, and have lost use of their left arm, they've been able to regain mobility because of the the exercises that they're doing to literally build new neural pathways in their brains. So that's kind of a, um, it, it's a, a more of a nerdy scientific breed for those of you who like that kind of stuff. Um, on the lighter side, <laughs> um, let's see. Um, another favorite read is called The Confidence Code um, by Caddy Kay and uh, Claire Shepardson. They are international um, journalists, and they interviewed uh, women from all over the world to find out what's at the, you know, the root of confidence and what's not. And in these world leaders, um, you'd be surprised of where people's confidence falters and what you can do to change that conversation you're having with yourself. Again, it all comes back to what are you telling yourself and what do you want to tell yourself differently? Mm. Wonderful. Uh, you know, with, with everything that you've been doing and all the people that you've had an opportunity to work with so far, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Um, with Abundance, I mean, you can look at abundance in many different ways, right, Wallace? You can look at it as the money that you have in your bank account. You can look at it as um, the quality of life that you have, the, the, you know, the amount of stuff that you have. Your, um, your flexibility, your freedom can be, you know, you can look at it through different lenses. But if we look at it through the lens of, of wealth, for example, um, Understanding the conversation you have about money can make a big difference. We all grew up um, some way, shape, or form, and we learn what we learned about money. Money comes easily and effortlessly. Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work really, really hard for money. Uh, there's never enough money. We're always in a scarcity conversation, right? So noticing that conversation you're having with yourself first and foremost about money and then from that perspective, identifying um, what, how that conversation is blocking you from getting to the next level of creating abundance in your life, right? So if you've got, um, I call it a money ceiling. If you've never earned more than $75,000 in your life, you've got a money ceiling of about $75,000. What that means is if you, if you stretch too far beyond that, it's outside of your, quote, comfort zone. It's not what your brain considers, quote, normal or familiar. And it, you will unconsciously do something to bring yourself back into equilibrium, right? Mm -hmm. Good, bad, right, or wrong, despite your goals, despite what, you're, what you want, right? And so your brain likes what's familiar. And so you have to let your brain know, let Amy, your amygdala know, 
that we can create a new normal that is 150,000 or 300,000 or 500,000 or a million dollars can be quote normal. Um, and then obviously taking the steps um, to move in that direction um, to having that for yourself. So it's, um, again, it comes back to that whole rewiring of noticing what the conversation is that you're having with yourself um, and how is that blocking you? How is that creating these subconscious um, uh, missteps, perhaps, that is having you take two steps forward, one step back, or two steps forward, three steps back, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then choosing to find a new perspective and then allowing that to get in at a subconscious level so that you can move forward much more powerfully. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's it. The, how this plays out in your life is if you've ever asked yourself, I have this conversation with business owners on a regular and even individuals, not just business owners, like, I made $100,000 last year, but I don't know where the money's at, you know, type of thing. And you see people get a promotion. Used to see this all the time in the military. A guy would get promoted because there's an, a, a, a program you can go from being enlisted, say maybe a E5 or E6, making about fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, to a first lieutenant, and you almost double your income. Not exactly, but bottom line is they make a lot more money. But guess what? Mm-hmm. They're still just as broke because you're going to use. And I forget what the law is. Um, basically, use up the resources that you have in the time that you have like same thing with um you're going to go into you're in college and you have a term paper that's due you have three months to get it done the whole semester but you wait for the last three weeks or the last three days you're going to get the same amount done in the same in you know in the amount of time that you give yourself is what it comes yep. down to and that's kind of what happens your thermostat if you will look at it like a thermostat it's always going to correct it's always going to self-correct yep. but you have to use this mindset stuff to break through that Otherwise, you're going to keep in the same vicious circle, and you're wondering why the heck this is. Well, guys, this is one of the reasons right here. Absolutely, absolutely. And until you course correct, um, you will keep getting the same results. I mean, that was the that was the spin I was caught in for years. And no matter what I tried, or who I talked to, or how many coaches I had, I couldn't quite seem to break break through my own money ceiling mm-hmm. um, until I did the RTT, the rapid transformational therapy work. And what I realized in doing that was I had some very fundamental core beliefs about money tied to shame. If you have too much, then you get shamed. So you shouldn't have too much. So I was able to rewire that belief and um, my, my business has doubled and tripled. Um, over the last several years. So it's been really exciting and fun to, to watch and experience and to be able to be of service to folks in bigger, bolder ways. So I'm my own best um, testimonial because it, it has this work has truly changed my life and I've watched it um, change the lives of hundreds and hundreds of people that I've worked with. Yeah, absolutely. It's very powerful, very powerful stuff. So what do you feel, what does being a woman of abundance mean to you? For me, that means um, being in a place of gratitude, um, being thankful for everything that I do have, I have achieved, um, the impact that I've been able to make, and 
the health and the well-being to continue to do that work in the world to hopefully create positive ripple effects, um, you know, it, it, through the work that I do with, with folks and um, allow others to live their best life as I get to live my best life doing what I love doing. Wonderful. I love that answer. So we are going to close this up. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom. And we are definitely going to have your website, nectarconsulting.com, linked up in the show notes, along with any other links that we mentioned. Uh, but what would you like to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today before I let you go? Um, that they know that, that you are enough and you are capable of achieving, you know, whatever you really want to put your mind to. You're an amazing manifester. And the trick is to believe in yourself. And as you believe in yourself, others will believe in you too. And so um, if you're, if you're feeling stuck or feeling like you might like some guidance, you know, I'd be happy to have a complimentary discovery chat with you and um, you can always visit my website to learn more about how to do that. Wonderful. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. It, again, wonderful conversation. I really appreciate it. Go out, live your life of abundance, Michelle, and keep paying it forward. You're making a huge difference. Well, thank you, Wallace. Um, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and your listeners today and thank you for your good work in the world. I appreciate that. All right, guys, your action step for today is check your mental status. <laughs> you need that mental tune-up. You know what? Sometimes the mental tune-up is nothing more than just taking a walk, just getting up from behind your desk, getting away. Even It sounds like the wrong thing to say, but I'm, I promise you it's not. Getting away from the family sometimes, getting away from the kids, just taking a walk, or even if it's just taking a walk with your significant other, take a walk with your wife, your husband, whatever, and go for a walk and just relax. Sometimes you just got to relax. Take a breath. You know, one of the several things that I do is when I first get up in the morning, you know, things have changed a little bit and they change throughout the year because summertime, my kids not going to school and stuff like that. So I have more of my time in the morning, but I like to get up and just sit out back in the back of an eye out here in Florida, whether it's hot outside, cold outside. I like it when it's cold outside, like this time of year, but I like to just sit out there with my coffee and just nothing. Listen to the birds, listen to the hustle and bustle of people getting up and going, getting their cars and going to work, you know, stuff like that. I, it just relaxes me. Sometimes I'll walk down to the lake and I'll sit there and just watch the water and, you know, it, whatever it is for you, just figure it out. And sometimes you need a little bit of help. Sometimes you can't get it done on your own. I know you think you can because your superpowers and all this kind of stuff, but I promise you. It is so much easier and and you really what I call cut the line when you have outside help, somebody who understands mindset much better and can actually sit you down and walk you through a few things, ask a few key questions, play some you know music in the background and get you in the right mindset of where you need to be to be the most productive you you can possibly be and do so with peace of mind. How about that? So that is your action step for today, as well as paying it forward, sharing men of abundance with others. And I'm telling you, giving is the highest form of happiness. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. <laughs>